Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. This is Jeremy Blossom. I am your host, and today we're going to be talking about all things lead generation. Leads are the lifeblood of most businesses in this country, and yet I can't tell you how many times I'm online and I cringe when I see someone doing lead generation poorly. Guys, there is so many amazing tools that are out there right now and so many different ways that you could be doing lead generation, yet most of us are still stuck in tactics that are 10 years old or are completely bogus now. And I'd like to talk about exactly what those are as well as things that I think you could be doing and should be doing going forward. So lead generation, lead magnets, all things leads, let's dive in. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're either a marketer or you own a business, right? Check, check. Okay, or both. And most of the time, you are probably gaining new customers some way, somehow, either through referrals, but most likely through some type of online advertising. A lot of businesses will advertise their product or service and skip lead generation altogether, and they'll just go straight to the sale, straight to the product. Okay, e-commerce comes to mind. Most e-commerce space and most e-commerce businesses do that. Um, other businesses, their businesses are a little unique. Their service offering is a little unique. It's a little too. Uh, the sales process is a little more complicated than uh, your traditional e-commerce. You know, here's a pair of shoes. They're fifty percent off. Go and buy them. Um, they're they're not as commoditized, let's say, as other businesses. So in order to reach people and to grow your business, you need to qualify people, get them extremely excited about what it is that you are doing at your business, and then ultimately get them to buy whatever it is that you're selling. What if you could do that predictably? What if you could sell over and over and over through very simple and effective lead generation campaigns? How much more revenue would you do if you had more leads? I hear that all the time. Jeremy, I just need more leads. Or I hear this, the lead quality, if I could just get the conversion rate of these leads up, or if I could get more people to pick up the phone from my lead generation, then I would blank. I would get more customers. So let's talk about how we can make this happen for you and some of the things I think that you should be doing. All right. The, one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is the is creating a lead magnet that's garbage. So there are some people that may not know what a lead magnet is. It's an incentive that you as a business give to your prospect in exchange for some contact information. It's nothing more, nothing less than that. Uh, We don't need to make it more complicated. Most of the time for me, when when I think of lead generation, it's either an email address or it's a first name, last name, email address, and phone number. So 
That's most of my clients. They're looking for a phone number or they're looking for their name and email address, either one. And so I'm going to assume that most of you guys are looking for the same thing. And the reason why your lead generation campaigns maybe not be working as well as they could be or you're, you're, you're having issues is because the lead magnet that you're giving away is stale, doesn't work, or isn't that great. Most of the time, it isn't that great. So the first thing that you should do is go back and listen to my competitive analysis episode where I talk about how to do a deep dive into your competitors and then use that, use my cliff notes there to find out exactly what your competitors are doing. What are they offering? Because that's the noise that you need to overcome. That's the noise that you need to pierce and be louder than. Because if you can't get through what your competitors are doing, then you don't even stand a chance. You can have the best lead magnet in the, in the world, but no one, no one ever sees it, nor do they care about it because you're not hitting the right uh, notes at the very beginning of your campaign. So take a look at what they're doing and then ask yourself how you can make it better. Typically, the stuff that you don't want to give away is the stuff that makes the biggest and best lead magnets. Do you have a proprietary seven-step process to whatever it is that you're doing? Are there three things that you find yourself repeating over and over and over again? Are there, you know, um, is there a information that every single person would be better off knowing? Um, That's the type of information that you want to share. In fact, it's basically what I'm doing with this show. I'm actually trying to give away my best kept secrets, stuff that I know works tried and true for us. We generate over 200,000 leads a month here uh, at StrikePoint for our clients. And so I'd say we're pretty good at it. In fact, I'd say of all the things that we do, front end customer acquisition lead gen is at the very, very center of it. Uh, And we've made a lot of money for our clients doing that. One of our best case studies we have as a business is that we helped take a company from zero to $100 million in sales in just over two years doing nothing but lead generation. So we do know a thing or two about what gets someone to give you their contact information. And that's step one to the process having them give you their information. But people are smart. Lead generation has been around for a long time. And what you'll see, and you're probably experiencing this, is that people are giving you bad email addresses. They're putting in bogus phone numbers, wrong first names, or no first names at all, or maybe just a letter. And they're doing this because there is a lack of trust that has been built with bad lead generation campaigns and bad marketing for that matter. And that's what you have to overcome. We need to be, a lead magnet has to, your competition with a lead magnet, because it's free, is everything else that's free. So in the big wide world of the internet, that's a lot of stuff, right? Why should someone download your guide when the last blog article they said that they just read had the six things that you said were in your guide and you want an email address for it? The game is getting tougher and it should. It demands that we provide more and more value in order to get the right lead, not less. But people try to take shortcuts here and they may find some initial success, but they certainly won't find long-term success. And it's only, if they do find any success at all, typically I see that it's only one of the metrics. You see, lead generation does one of the two big metrics 
One of them is it's your cost per lead. Yeah, if you have some really sensational uh, clickbaity uh, idea for a lead magnet, you might get a really low cost per lead. But then your second number, your cost per acquisition is super, super high because you're getting 0.00001% of the people who are requesting your guide actually buy the thing that you're trying to sell or, or become a client or a member of the thing that you are trying to push. And that's the big art and science to a lot of the stuff that we do every day is that, yes, we do want the best cost per lead possible while not forsaking the quality of the person or the lead that we're gathering for our clients. That is the area in which we live in um, every single day. And so and there are a lot of different ways to, to get leads and a lot of different sources that you can get leads. It's also not practical if you're comparing all your sources and considering them equal. Google PPC campaign, a, a lead that comes in from that channel is going to be way more qualified most of the time than a co-reg lead will be. And, and that makes sense, doesn't it, right guys? Someone who's actively searching for something versus someone accidentally seeing something are two different types of leads. They're a little bit further along in their consideration process if they're actively searching for something and most likely they've already been sold. They're just looking for the best price, looking for someone who's got the best reviews, they're looking for someone who's the closest to them, whatever it is that they're, uh, they're caveats to actually joining or buying something that's what they're looking for. Or they got turned on to something and they're just trying to get more information, but they could be uh, a good candidate. In its entirety, regardless of the lead source, what we're really looking for when we do lead generation is we're trying to attract the persuadables, the people who could be persuaded to buy our products and services. Notice how I didn't say needed our product and service. I said persuadable, people who are persuadable. Because the truth is, is that some amazing marketing campaign should be all want-based. They don't need it. It's want. Luxury brands do an amazing job of making you feel like you just have to have that. Ooh, look at how decadent this is. Or look at how amazing that is. And can you imagine what your lifestyle would be if you just had this thing? Okay, that's a want, right? Then there's the need. You need to know these seven business laws that are going to transform your processes and procedures that are holding you back from your eight-figure business, you know, from having eight-figure business. You need to be able to go and have that. These need and want things are only, if you really think about it and are honest with yourself, are only going to work on the people who are persuadable. And there is a degree of people who are really persuadable and some people who are not so persuadable, right? If you are a plumbing, if you own a plumbing company and you've got search campaigns, PPC campaigns, and someone's looking because their water pipe just broke and their bathroom's being flooded right now, Okay, you know, like that need is really, really, really high. It's going to be pretty persuadable if you say, oh, yeah, my cost is this, but I can be there in two minutes. Okay, great. Yeah, come over here. I don't care what the cost is, right? So there are, there are varying degrees, but I don't want anybody to make any mistakes about it. 
lead generation is here to find the people who are persuadable because these are the people that have the interest. And what we really want to do is isolate the people with the most interest. And this is the hard part with lead generation. So to do this, don't go broad with your free giveaway. Don't make your free giveaway something that everybody wants. Okay, what would be a good example of something that everybody wants? This is a little bit of a far stretch here, but um, download this free guide and get the next super lottery ticket numbers, you know, guaranteed, right? I mean, so many people will be like, oh, well, it's just an email address. Sure, I'll give them a fake email address just to see what the numbers are and like see how this process works, whatever, right? That's like in crazy like, hey, why not type of thing? Or if you're saying, hey, this is worth 50 bucks and turns out it really is and you're just giving it away, you're gonna give everybody. Everybody's gonna do that. I told you that I'd keep this show real and raw, so I'll tell you one of my more embarrassing uh, lead generation ideas that we have had pitched, sold, and was a complete failure. This is for a trading education company that we worked with and they had their 20th anniversary, okay? So they wanted to do something really, really big for the 20th year in the business, in the space. And uh, we went around and we talked back and forth over several phone calls. We finally landed on this idea for what we called the 2020 campaign. And what they were going to do is we were going to give away up to $20 million because it was their 20th anniversary so one person could win a million bucks and we were going to allow up to 20 winners. Okay. What they have to do because it was a online stock trading and options trading company that taught people how to trade. They said, if you can predict the closing price of the Dow Jones on our anniversary, we'll give you a million dollars. Right. And so we ran this campaign and we ran it hard and we got a ton of leads very, very quickly, and they just kept coming in and coming in. And uh, we thought that this was a smashing success because we got so many leads that had come in. And the truth is, is that the leads were absolute garbage. They didn't care anything about trading. Most of them didn't even have a stock trading account. Most of them uh, didn't even know who the company was that was having the anniversary. And a lot of the information other than the email was completely bogus. And so we spent all of this money and uh, drove thousands and thousands and thousands of leads. And the company's sales team calls them all and got absolutely zero sales out of the whole thing. Well, why? That was a pretty good, we thought at the time, a pretty good lead magnet, right? Like, look, you have to pick the Dow Jones, and that means you have to know something about trading and investing. We thought that was enough. And we said, we're going to give you this money. Well, that did work. It worked too good because it didn't qualify. Lead generation should be qualifying the person and saying, yes, this is me. I am over the age of 35. Uh, I, I live in Orange County, I'm interested in this, and I could do this if this was the right opportunity for me. In an ideal case, that's what these lead magnets were. The one that we came up with was basically like, hey, do you want to try to pick some numbers and, and win a million bucks? Here you go. Um, that's not lead generation at all. That's a giveaway, and that's the slippery slope. 
You're probably asking or wondering in your mind right now, well, Germany, did anybody actually win? Nope. No one actually picked the numbers. Um, they weren't even really close. Uh, it was it was ultimately fun. We had some really fun with the marketing uh, creative. But fun, last time I checked, didn't pay for my client's bill. It also didn't pay for the media that they that they spent, and that's not uh, uh, sustainable. And it was something that we kind of look back on and like, ooh, that was um, it was really great. It looks really really good, but uh, terrible as far as uh, KPIs and, and 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 revenue generating, which is the point of it. I do see a lot of people have vanity offers out there. They've got their picture on it, and it's just me, 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 me. I'm gonna tell you something, you guys. No one cares about the 10 years of, of your business and what happened over the last 10 years. No one cares. It doesn't give them any value whatsoever. Yet I download these free reports because I'm always curious on how people are putting things together. And all they do is just talk about themselves. They never give any real value. A really strong lead magnet does both the qualifying of who it is that you're going after, but also it should be the springboard to the next phase of your customer journey, which is what? It's acquisition. Good lead generation campaigns should speed up, should actually condense your customer journey and help you gain clients faster and speed up the sales process, not decrease it, not ex extend it. Another example on extending it um, and how that could look. Well, if you put a lead magnet out there, all right, this is for anybody, if you've got a sales floor, so, or if you're a financial advisor, you're an insurance agent, you do annuities, you're any type of phone-based business, mortgages, okay, real estate, any type where you need a, a heavy you know, uh, contact with the person. Here, here's something that happens all the time I see, all right, that, that where you're using lead magnets and it, this is why it's not working for you, okay? These are subtle little things, but they make big differences. So you're giving away a free guide, okay? You're a real estate agent and you're like, the ultimate buyer's guide for 2019 to 2020. Download this report before you even think about buying a house. It could save you, you know, $100,000 like okay? And so you're, you decided to, to pay for a campaign on Facebook and write this guide and, and pay someone to make the ads for you and all this stuff because... Because you want to get these people on the phone. You want to find somebody who's looking to buy a house in your area and you want to be able to have a conversation with them to figure out when they want to buy, what kind of house they want to buy, are they a real potential buyer or not, where are they at in their cycle. Okay, that's the real reason why you're doing a lead magnet. All right. What I see people do is they don't have a really good title at all. They've got their picture plastered right on the side of it with very small text so the person doesn't even know what it looks like. And they spend 10 grand on these Facebook ads and they get virtually no responses. And of the people that do get the response, here's where it extends the life, the, the how long the life uh, sales cycle is, is that when they get it, they're talking about themselves and really nothing substantial in the guide. They can't get anyone on the phone. Can't get anyone on the phone. But here's the one thing they also do, which is usually a big mistake. If you're looking, if you're a sales floor and you're looking to get leads, try not giving them the lead magnet right away. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them. So if you've got three guides, your real estate agent, give them the free guide. Instead, when they get sent to the thank you page, present them with a video of yourself. This is where you can use your face. Pre present a video of yourself welcoming them, 
congratulating them on downloading and requesting your guide, uh, uh, requesting to download the guide. Tell them to check their inbox um, for more information. So they go and they check their inbox and it says, thank you so much. We are processing your request. Uh, we are going to get this out to you. What we like to do is something extra where we're going to give you even more value. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a call. Uh, this is the phone number that you should look out for, and I will be able to get this free guide over to you right away. What this is actually doing is you're allowing the person to, you're telling the person first that you're going to call them, and second, you're allowing that opportunity for that person to wait. You're telling them what the next expectation is, and you're not giving them the opportunity to see or read your guide and get turned off. Because if you don't put this guide together well, lead generation can come back to bite you when it's not the, the uh, it, 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 it presents itself to somebody that they don't find any value and therefore they're like, eh, I don't really want to talk to this person, right? I don't, want, I don't know if I want to do business with this type of person. So um, sometimes that's good in the qualification, sometimes that can hurt. But just by holding that back is like a little bit of a pro tip that you can do um, in order to get that person on the phone, which is your real objective. So make sure you take a really hard look at what your true objective of lead generation is and make sure that the sequence of events that happens pre and post someone signing up for your lead is lead magnet is in line with what your real objectives um, should be. Here's the flip side to it. Another thing that you could do with lead magnets is offer what we call a bump offer um, or a tripwire offer. So what a bump and a tripwire means is that typically you're going to try to give something away, okay, like a free ebook of some sort, and then say, great, here's your free ebook that gets sent to the thank you page. It's not a thank you page. It's an upsell page where they're saying, hey, for $1, for $5.99, for $39, whatever, we will give you this, this, and this right now for this one little extra thing. And so you can send somebody right away. Why in, why should you try that and why does it work? I'll start with the latter. It works because you're leveraging the attention that you're getting. Okay, you're paying for attention. You, you created the lead magnet to get the attention. Now you have the attention and you're capitalizing on the attention right then and there. It's like, oh wait, I can get all of this more. In fact, I've been looking and this looks like a really reasonable price. Sure, why not? Sure, I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and, and try this. I'm really looking for information. And not only that, but by delivering, saying, hey, yeah, your, your you know, ebook is in your inbox. I gave it to you. It's there. So doing you know, the opposite of what I just mentioned for some people to do, this is a different way. And they're getting the value up front. And they're like, okay, I want some more information. This works really, really well when you have a really good social media presence. So if, you're on, if you've got a really active, good following on social media, a free lead magnet to a quick bump offer is a really effective strategy because you've built in that know, like, and trust, right? So that's the latter part of, of why I think that's a really good um, way of doing it. The second or the other first part of what I was saying was that you're able to, by doing this, you're able to actually generate a return back on your investment quicker as well. And sometimes when you buy something for a low dollar amount, you would technically still be considered a lead to a company simply because you haven't bought the core product offering. But because you're getting some type of it, that's the most qualified lead of all is if someone actually gives you their credit card information and is now paying you for something or paying you for information. It could be 
uh, a huge change in what you're doing and could add an enormous uh, bump in your revenue just by adding that one step. So lead generation can be done, uh, when done right, is very, very effective. All right, so now that you've got the lead gen, there's a lot of different ways that you could um, uh, optimize this. Some of my favorite tools for this, um, Sumo App is an amazing, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing company. They have a lot of really, really cool things you can add to your website. Um, I would definitely go and check them out. Um, landing pages, we have been using Unbounce since day one at this company. And so they're an amazing group. They have probably the best landing page content management system builder that's out there. And then we use CallRail for all of our clients, tracking all the phone numbers that we are generating, um, all the phone calls that we're generating from our lead magnet pages. So CallRail is an amazing service, an amazing system that we use as well. Unbounce for the actual content management system that we use. And, and um, yeah, th those, are, those are some really good tools that you guys can start using right away. Um, now, in addition to all of this, like I said, there's a lot that we could be doing. Once you get the lead that comes in, this is where I also see a huge miss. You need to be hyper-segmenting these people and emailing them very, very specifically, um, having dedicated email sequences specific for the thing that they came in for. And it should be as specific as possible. So really effective digital marketers, ones that um, have the, 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 the most amount of scale are the ones that I think do this one the best, okay? When a lead comes in, you need to tell your email service provider where that lead came in at, okay? So what was the offer that they had? And then you need to build off of that in the emails that are being sent to them, the follow-up. Leverage is the max amount of information you could possibly get from that initial transaction. So if we know that they came in from Facebook, then we can also talk about that when we are emailing them and to try to build that know, like, and trust. The email series can be done as an engagement series that we have set up that is a very specific logic. And within 7 to 14 to sometimes 31 days, we are trying to build our know, like, and trust and offer them a sale. And that's what you want to do. You want to take these lead magnets and offer them a sale through email. Agora is one of the biggest publishing companies that you've never heard of, but they're absolutely amazing at this. They're a $1.5 billion company. And these people, this is what they do. They they. They have leads that come in and they segment them and then they drip on them, meaning they continue to email them over and over and over again. They build up this know, like, and trust, and then they hit them with offers. I had a whole thing on emailing, uh, a whole episode on emailing that you guys should also listen to that's really, really effective. But this uh, lead generation component to it is extremely important, and that follow-up is really important as well. So some numbers that you guys can take away from um, – so lead, what is a lead? The lead cost. So there are certain industries and spaces where the average cost per lead is 50 cents to a dollar because it's just an email address, email only. And some it's $3 to $5 for an email address. Um, some phone numbers are really cheap. Some phone numbers are really expensive. What I recommend that you do is you talk to your, your um, you do some research on your competitors. Um, you speak to other people in the space and you try to find out what the benchmarks are. For you specifically as a company, though, don't be too caught up on it. 
if you if you, if the average in your industry is a five dollars for a phone number and you're spending ten dollars for a phone number, but you're converting those people at fifty percent and the average industry rate is ten percent, well then you're 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 killing it. I mean it, that that's definitely worth worth it and then some, right? So make sure that you are keeping in mind the big numbers, the cost per acquisition and the lifetime value. How long does it take to close these leads? Establish early funnel indicators, EFIs is what I like to call them. Set them up for your campaigns ahead of time so that you can understand whether or not the leads are backing out. Another great metric is open rate. So as you're generating leads, when they send that first email to them, what is the open rate on that first email? Track this by lead source and by the lead offer, what your your lead magnet offer was. Because, you, again, you may have a really cheap cost per lead, but a horrible engagement rate. I, I usually will look at the first three emails that I send out, not the, just the first one. And I will track what the open rate is and the click-through rate is on the first three emails based off of traffic source as well as the offer. And that is the metrics that I'll look at to decide whether or not I want to continue to run the lead magnet offer, scale the lead magnet offer, or kill the lead magnet offer altogether based off of the engagement rate that we're getting. That engagement rate gives you that early indicator that you found someone who's a persuadable. You found someone that you can persuade, someone who's interested, someone who's highly engaged. Somebody who never opens that email either gave you an email that they never use, like a burner email address, or lost interest, or is no longer in need of the service or product that you're trying to sell. Get rid of them. People have this propensity to, to hold on to their leads, hold on to their leads over, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Look, 97% of the people who sign up for your lead magnet are never going to buy from you, ever. They're not going to do it. Nope. I don't care what you think, what they say, they're not going to do it. The worst thing that you could do is waste your time, waste your team's time chasing after people who will never buy or who what I call are professional leads. They just sign up for stuff. They like signing up for stuff. They're, ne- they're, they're tire kickers. They're never actually going to do any work with, work with you. If you can spend your time and money going after buyers, the persuadables, the ones who are really, really interested and go all in on that, the 3%, you more than make up more than make up for the 97% that don't buy. Trust me on this. Trust me. Go after the 3%. Do not go after 97%. Don't try to persuade the unpersuadables. It just doesn't work. Think of yourself. When your mind is made up, it's made up. It's made up. Very rarely is it does someone have the ability. Usually it's reserved for your wife or husband that has that ability or your child, right? Or someone really close to you that has the ability to change your mind about something. So why do you think a really well-written email is going to do that? Now, is it worth a couple shots? Sure, you can do a couple shots and try to re-engage them, and you can try to you know uh, you know do things. But if they haven't opened up your first email and none of the first the other two emails that you sent, the odds of them ever opening it are really slim to none. Put them into a totally different segment of your list and try a totally different tactic. Okay, and we can revisit that tactic at a certain point. But if you're a small, lean business, then That is money and time you can't afford to waste. And I see this happen. This is where lead generation gets the bad rap is because people are spending all their time on trying to convert 100% of everybody who raised their hand into someone who buys. It's just, that's just not how it works, especially in the digital era, especially using digital means to communicate with them. They're being bombarded all the time 
with every, you know, by everybody that to break through that, it's just, it's, it's going to be hard. It's only going to be reserved for the people who are really, really, really ready and engaged and are interested in what it is that you're trying to, to sell. So focus your time and energy massaging and working those people and then put everybody else off to um, off into a completely separate bucket. And that separate bucket has a whole bunch. Maybe I'll do another episode on what we can do with that bucket. But, you know, I don't mean to keep harping on it on the uh, active, but that's so, so, so important. Purging and cleaning your email lists are going to be important when you're doing uh, uh, lead generation as well as your CRM system. So marking your leads and following up with your leads and having really good notes about your leads that you're, you're calling are essential. We work with sales teams all across the country and the ones that we love working with and the ones that um, spend the least on marketing but have the biggest sales and have the biggest revenue, that's what happens usually. The best sales teams in the country spend the least on leads, um, not the most. Um, and the reason why is because they're so good at working those leads. They don't need to spend as much as their competitors are on lead generation and they can get more out of the leads. Okay. So there's two different companies we're working with. One company had a, a, I've never even seen a sales force like this. They were so methodical and they had a process and they followed that process. The entire company followed this process on working these leads that came in and their closing ratio was nearly double what anybody else's were. And it was this other company who they had no control of their sales team, didn't have any real hard written policies in place to work these leads. And their closing ratio was half the industry average. And they were spending two to three times more on lead generation to make up for it. And their margins were much smaller. And so the quality of everything that they did was less than the other company. This other company is still killing it today. The quality of what they do is light years above what everybody else's is because they take that money and they go and they try to woo the buyer. They figured it out. They're really, really quick at saying, look, this might not be the person right now. I'm looking to talk to the person that this service is for right now. If that's you, then and then they go all in. They pull out all of the stops and make the experience something that is really, really hard to match by any of their competitors. That's the beauty about what we get to do in business every single day is we get to do things differently. We get to do the things that we want them to, how we want it to be done. And I think that this is such a huge opportunity right now because everyone's lazy. Most businesses are greedy and they just want your money and that's it. If you care about what you do, if you're really, really passionate about what you do, then you can, you have an opportunity to make a significant impact on your specific niche or space that you're operating in. And you could, at certain points along your growth journey as a business and as a person, as a professional, you have the ability to change the entire way a, your industry performs because you set the bar so high that they are forced to adopt what it is that you're doing. We're seeing this happen very slowly in, in other industries very quickly when a brand comes out and they absolutely blow you away it becomes your next like, oh, that's the standard, huh? Like, wow, I didn't, that's, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. This is the new standard. This is the way I expect everything else to be done. Apple's one of those brands. Apple's uh, phone doesn't even have any buttons on it anymore. It's got three. It's got their, you know, on and off and their volume up and down. That's it. They've made everything so simple. That has led a huge movement. Remember Blackberries? They had the keyboards and I mean, 
So they made this huge movement towards simplicity and technology that really had to um, a lot of businesses that didn't put that uh, their emphasis and time and money into that. It forced them to or they went out of business. We as business owners have that same opportunity and it starts with lead generation. It starts with how you're indoctrinating and welcoming and getting people to come into your business, your processes, your customer journey. You're ridiculously in charge of their customer journey. You're ridiculously in, in, in control of what someone hears and sees when they request information and you can contact and, and have direct communication with them. So go after the ones that can that are buyers. Go after the ones, invest your money there in lead generation. You can do that by tracking the engagement uh, of the person and it's very, very easy. You just need to think about it and start tracking that information and then follow and adapt what you're doing according to the interest and engagement you're getting post the lead. That's all it needs to be. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Test, 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 expect to fail, fail, fail. Find the one that works and scale the living bejesus out of it. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode on all things lead generation. Keep an eye out for more episodes to come and some more exciting guests that will be on this show soon. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. There you go. That concludes another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're looking for even more content, more ideas, more things that you can do today to help grow your business, then head on over to my Instagram page at Secrets of Marketers. I've got a bunch of content on there and we are giving you guys access to all the behind the scenes stuff that go into making these episodes happen, as well as even more content that you can start to apply to your business today. And if you guys like this show, then help me spread the word. Go to the podcast page on iTunes and leave me a review. It's how I can rank well and how other people can find me. So go for it. Thanks for making my dreams come true. Now go make yours come true. Thanks again.